for joining us today. We're here recording our Sales Beast, Post- Sales Beast podcast episode with uh, two of our close uh, business work partners, Jen Dreho and Adrian Pinozo. We're going to be learning about their um, journeys into real estate, what they've been doing in terms of investing, and um, a new company that they just started, EPC. So, um, Jen, Adrian, why don't you guys talk us through when you got into real estate? Um, what your journey's been like, and and we'll kind of go from there. Uh, do you want to get started, Adrian? Uh, sure. So my uh, real estate career, as far started as an, a real estate investor, and started uh, just about ten years ago now, um, when I bought my first rental property, and um, since then I've been um, uh, continuing my investments. Um, and really started to focus on joint ventures um, with different business partners probably about um, six years ago now. Um, I started to really emphasize uh, my business into joint venture partnerships. And I've been able to scale um, my investment portfolio um, to uh, just over 50 multifamily homes now uh, on the city of Hamilton. And above and beyond that, I um, became a licensed realtor only three years ago now um, and um, got into business with uh, Sandy McKay. And one of the first deals I ever did three years ago was with uh, Jennifer Dreho. Um, And since then, uh, Jennifer and I connected and have done several deals together and uh, kind of I liked her style and um, I liked uh, the way she did business and whatnot and um, just recently probably within the last three months or so um, uh, started doing business with Jennifer and uh, she came over to our team as well and uh, we've been working side by side together with a company that we started called Executive Properties Capital, which is an investment company that raises funds through joint venture partnership and buys multifamily homes here in the city of Hamilton. So the company is fairly new, although our experience is quite, um, uh, I wouldn't say new. Extensive, um, but the company is fairly new and we're building this company. Um, again, focusing on joint venture partnerships with the buy, renovate, refinance strategy here in Hamilton. So that's a little bit about me and um, my level of experience and what I've focused on in a nutshell within the last 10 years. Um, I don't know if you want to throw questions my way now or maybe Jen. Yeah, so can we go back maybe, I think I probably met you two and a half years ago. How many? I, I met you about two and a half years ago and the Adrian or Mr. Cashflow we see today is very different than the Adrian we saw back then. So when I met you, still a very impressive guy. You just got over your first year in the business. You sold, I think, somewhere around 55 houses your first year. I think, I think it was 52 or 53. And to, in my mind, the craziest part about that was that you, it wasn't even your full-time job. You were still working as a police officer in a totally different city that's an hour away. 
I remember you used to come to Hamilton and mow the grass at your, I don't know how many properties you had back then, 30 maybe. And you would mow the grass at your property, sell 50 houses, work as a cop. Right. At the time. I, uh, yeah, I was burning the candle at both ends. Essentially. I was a police officer for 21 years and yes, a real estate investor for 10 out of the 21 years. And I, yeah, I was burning the candle at both ends, working shifts, driving to Hamilton, cutting grass, dealing with tenants, showing apartments, going back in for shift. Um, and it really um, was taking a toll on me. And then, you know, AKA Mr. Cashflow, um, the revenue I was generating from my rental properties allowed me the luxury to, as they would say, live life on your own terms and leave the police world and just focus on the real estate investing and getting my real estate license and and uh, helping other people essentially create wealth by investing in real estate. Awesome, Jen. I, I'd love to hear a little bit about a little bit more about your story as well, and then we're going to dive deep into some of the things that we want to know about EPC and the things that you guys are doing. But tell us about your journey into real estate, where you were at a few years ago, and where you're at now. Yeah, so I started uh, probably about, I think it's almost eight years now, and I always wanted to do real estate since I was little. My dad used to take us to go, just him and I, take us to go look at properties, new builds, and I always had this, I don't know, it's kind of weird, but I always like looking at people's houses. So anyways, I had this passion for it, and then, uh, so when I moved to Ontario, uh, we've got relocated um, from the West Coast, we got relocated to Ontario, and I knew I was gonna be here for a very long time, so I decided that this would be a good time to finally get my license. So my husband at the time had lost his job, so I was going to school, working a part-time job. I was a mom with a three-year-old son in a new world in Ontario. So I got my license, I got divorced, um, so I really had to figure out a way to hustle because, you know, at the time I had no money, it was tough. So, so yeah, I got my license. I went on a, a team, started cranking out the deals right away, um, ended up on the golfy team for about four, four years. Um, I think my last year I did, uh, 50 ends. So Adrian beat me <laughs> with his 52. So I guess I have some uh, work to do this year. Um, but yeah, and then I went on my own for a little bit and Adrian kind of reached out to me and asked me if I would partner up and work side by side with him for EPC. Um, because I have some, some background with investors as well, being on the golfy team, that's kind of where my niche was. Um, and I ended up in the downtown core quite a bit. So I have uh, a really good knowledge with that area. So it just seemed like a perfect fit. How, so it sounds like both of you guys have had huge success in your past. How, how big do you want to grow this thing? What's, what's your, your goal long-term? Um, we want to grow to the point where obviously we're looking to recruit other agents to um, the EPC team. Um, obviously our sister company, McKay Realty, is um, uh, something that, uh, you know, we would strive to mimic, if you will. And again, we're more focused on just 
investors and joint venture partnerships and working with investors. So yeah, I mean, if God willing, if we could grow EPC to something like, you know, McKay Realty, that would, um, that would be the ultimate goal for sure. Why, uh, why is it that you want, I often wonder this about you and I don't have an answer. Why continue to go so hard? Because I know you could probably never work another day in your life and be good. What's the um, I think it's just my, uh, I'm a high D. Um, I, I love to be busy. I love working. Well, I love working to do what I like to do. And, you know, most of the time when we're doing this job, some, most of the time for me, it really doesn't feel like work. Um, I can work from home. I can work, just give me a laptop and a phone and, um, you know, I can work at the cottage. So I love what I do. Um, I would, could I retire and just sit at home and, and live probably, um, just live off my, my income from my rental properties probably, but, uh, I'm, I'm not ready to do that yet. I, I still am a go-getter. I still am passionate about the job. Um, I'm passionate about helping other people. Jennifer keeps me on my toes and puts me in my place and, you know, says I got to show up every day and put a suit on regardless. Um, so yeah, I'm not ready to hang it up yet. Ultimately one day, who knows, but I still have a lot left essentially. And I love what I do. And most of the time, like I said, it, it doesn't feel like work. Mm -hmm. We were, uh, we were listening to this guy, Jeff Glover yesterday on the virtual real estate growth summit. And he talks about millionaire mindset. Uh, some of the things, if I could just list off from my notes, like a millionaire is willing to do what people are not willing to do or what others are not willing to do. Um, they, they can withstand a lot of rejection and they have a really strong relationship to failure. Now, when I see you guys, I, I really think about that. You guys really have that millionaire mindset. With that being said, what, what is your goal? Like, what is your actual vision with EPC, with MRN, with, your, with everything that you've built so far? Where are you looking to go? I think Jen can start that off. Jen, where are you looking to go with, you've never, I mean, other than the golfy team, I don't think you've been on a team such as, kind of the focus of EPC and slash sister company MRM. Where do you see this going with respect to yourself, Jen? Yeah, no, I, so, you know, helping other people is, is great. You know, helping them build their wealth is amazing. Um, but I also want to build my wealth as well. And I want to build a nest egg for my son for an education, retirement, things like that. And I think, you know, with EPC, it gives you such a great opportunity to, to get the acquisitions of property to, to, to sort of have that comfort at the end of the day where you, you have the, your money working for you, you know, and, you know, and, and just being able to help everybody do the same thing and, and getting the results. I think that we are results driven and just seeing, you know, getting these deals done, I find is, it's almost like a high, like the negotiations and, and doing all these things and, so I, I don't know. I think EPC is going to grow to be bigger than we thought, actually. What do you think, Adrian? I like the way you just handed that back. <laughs> is there, can I ask you a question? So 
I assume, Jen, there's some, some incentive for you. I don't know if you're getting paid pure commission or if you're getting a piece of these deals, but if you're, are you getting a piece of the deals that you guys put together? And I'm, am I allowed to ask that question? You don't have to answer it. Well, I think it's too early to say right now. I think because it's everything is just so new, we're just kind of working everything out. Um, definitely getting the commission for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but everything else, we're just kind of figuring it out as we go. Um, but, you know, there's definitely some incentives there. Yeah. If that's the way this thing is built, that's, I'd say, different than any other real estate team in the country. And I don't know. I'll let Adrian answer that part, I guess. I think, yeah, and that's a good question, Mike. Um, I Because EPC's primary focus is on joint venture partnerships and, and building, uh, increasing our portfolio and, and the acquisition of real estate, we definitely have that option to incorporate that in a contract with one of our agents coming on board. If, if they aspire to build a portfolio, you know, we could definitely negotiate something along those lines as far as okay you know for this particular deal or structure we're looking at you would be acquiring so much percent of this next joint venture property so you know i mean if we're doing you know upwards of 30 40 deals a year that's 30 40 jvs for any given agent working let's say seven or eight of those deals that's just eight properties they can add to their portfolio mm -hmm. and whether they're fourplexes, triplexes, you know, whatever the case may be. So yeah, it's definitely something that, like you said, I don't think any other company is offering that in Ontario right now. So it's definitely a feeling for sure. For sure. I think, you know, like you can make fantastic money as a realtor. You can make tons of money working as a realtor, but if you're also focused on on investing, I think long-term the investments will always trump the income you make as a realtor. Um, well, and that's true too, because as a realtor, I mean, if you're cranking out 50 deals a year, you're burning yourself out, like you're limited. Mm -hmm. you're, there's only so many you can do, and then you're done. So you wanna get your money to start working for you essentially. And yeah. a lot of realtors, like they sell homes every year, but they don't buy their own product, right? As for you guys, like you're obviously in the investing world, you can choose to buy your own product and educate other people on how to do that. Do you guys work with a lot of realtors to help them navigate these things? And what are some of the strategies that you've used to help other people in this industry? Yeah, I can, I can answer that first part. Um, so I've been in working in the industry for about eight years now. So I've got really good relationships with a lot of the agents in the area. So for me, it's good. I can pick up the phone and be like, Hey, do you got anything coming up? Do you got any off market properties, that kind of thing. So I have good relationships that way. So that's been beneficial for, for us to try and network with other agents. I think it's really important too. And it's really important to be top of mind because when they do have something, they call you first. Right. I don't remember what you said on last. About, um, can you talk to us a little bit about what your typical deal looks like? I know it's, you're not just buying conventional multifamilies, buying and holding them. It's a little bit more complex than that. What, what does your typical deal look like? 
So most of our guys uh, focus on the BRRRR strategy, buy, renovate, refinance. <clears throat> refinance. So <clears throat> we, we find it, whether it's on or off market, we're, we're honing in on a project that Jen and I are gonna preview. We're gonna put together an analysis on it. And that analysis is gonna include, obviously, what the purchase price would be, what our renovation budget's gonna be, um, what our projected refinance is gonna be, and then ultimately cash flow. We take that analysis, we, we work with different investors, we show them the analysis, and obviously, you know, typically we're getting our people 95 to 100% return on investment um, on their money, essentially. So <clears throat> we then get the buy-in from the joint venture partner, and then obviously close the deal, and then we are responsible to use our sister companies and manage the project from A to Z. So again, the acquisition of the property, the renovation, the property management, dealing with tenants, so on and so forth, and then ultimately the refinance, and then extracting all of our joint venture partners' money, getting it back to them, and then moving on to a, another project. Okay, I think, um... I just, I remember a time, I think you're being a little bit humble about some of your experiences with, with the refinance. There was a time when I first joined this team, you took me out to show me a property and you, thank you, let me have it for myself. And we, when we refinanced that, we pulled out our down payment, the, all the renovations plus $100,000. And the only reason I bought that was because you told me it was okay. You told me it was a good one. Just out of curiosity, out of the $100,000 surplus, how much did I get out of that? Well, I'm on your team, and I <laughs> last time <laughs> I, I checked, I sell more houses than anyone oh, else. I didn't, did quite a, well. I, didn't get a, I didn't even get a small double-double with Tim Hortons. Mm. <laughs> and you walked away with $100,000. That's a nice yeah. gift, hey? That's a really nice gift. Was that the Wilson deal? If you haven't made that back on me, you could start uh, doing a better job of managing your expenses. Was that the Wilson deal? Yeah. yeah. It was, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I remember going to see that house with you and you were like, please, please, just, I want this one, I want this one, just let me have it. And I'm like, it was a legal try, right? Legal try, 300 grand. Right, right, yeah, I remember that yeah. one now. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Next question. So the one I got for you on Gladstone, also 300 grand. How much of that refinance have I seen? Oh, <laughs> it wasn't as good as the refinance you had on Wilson though. And I had to split my, I think we were all out plus 60 K and I had to split mine with two other partners. So I only, I personally only saw 20 grand. Whereas yours, you got it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, your son already has a Corvette in the driveway waiting. <laughs> so, it's all good, man. But yeah, that was a good project. That's awesome. I really appreciate all the value you've shared so far. I do want to ask for, for the people listening, what are some of the ways that you curate leads or some of the ways that you curate properties for your clients? Just to kind of shout out some of the methods that you've been using so far. So I guess for leads... 
Well, we get a lot from you, Anna. <laughs> so just, you know, word of mouth too, networking. Uh, Adrian has a really good uh, database with his uh, police officer um, experience. So a lot of those, right? And then, you know, just past clients, I would say. And to curate properties, well, you know, we could do it the old fashioned way by door knocking. There was a time when we were doing that. Um, and I guess just, you know, calling up agents and, and seeing what they have or just networking around town, right? So we've got a couple of people that we know that are, that own a bunch of properties that are offloading now. So, you know, just those connections over the years. I think it's important to, we're starting to develop a, <clears throat> we're really working hard and, and, and bumping and grinding and we're starting to develop a reputation as far as, you know, like Jen said, some agents will just reach out to her uh, directly or, you know, my sphere and database where they know, you know, most, most often than not, we already have someone lined up ready just to bring me a property. I already have a JV ready to go. Um, and we're ready to pull the trigger, clean offer. We're not messing around here. We're good to go. And the reputation starting to get out there. And when you have a reputation like that, agents will bring you deals or call you up and say, Hey, I got this coming up exclusive. Can we do something quick on it? And then bang, we're done. We're off to the races. So that reputation's out there and we want to build it more and more and to as many people and other agents as we can. So they know, you know, if they want a quick deal, no bullshit, pardon my language, um, you know, no fuss, no muss, clean offer. We have people ready to go. They bring it to us. I, I think even though you're so new, like although you are so new, you already have that credibility and that brand awareness having been in the real estate industry, right? So Jen, obviously you were with a different company before, but people know you, you're, you're known in Hamilton. So being able to partner up with someone like Adrian that had built that company underneath him, you guys have that brand awareness. People can reach out to you and trust you. Now, what does that mean to you? Like, how does that make you progress in business? I think, I think for the two of us together to work together, I think it's like the yin and the yang, right? I think with my connections as well as Adrian's expertise with business, um, I think the amalgamation will really help this this thing to grow. I feel like, I, and it's you know personalities and working well together sometimes, and uh, and just and just being on the same page, right? I think that's really going to make a difference. For sure. Mike, do you have any other questions? Yeah, I have a question for you. I, um, it truly does seem like anytime a good property comes up, you have someone that wants to buy it. Um, the only time I've ever seen you walk away from a deal is if the property came back single family mm -hmm. rather than at least legal duplex. Where do you find all these people that put so much trust in you and are, are willing to essentially buy these places sight unseen? Um, <clears throat> our credentials speak for themselves. Our reputation speaks quite loudly. Um, <clears throat> for the most part, we get a lot of referrals. We get a lot of repeat business. Like, you know, you have a guy who JVs with you, you get all his money out in $50,000. Well, guess what he's going to do? 
he's going to call you as soon as he gets that money back and money back in the bank. He's going to call us up and it's time and time again. All right, let's do it again. I mean, that was so easy. I got all my money back plus 50,000. Okay, where's the next one? And we get a lot of repeat business, obviously by doing that and delivering what we say we're going to deliver, which just comes right back to us, right? So a lot of referrals, a lot of repeat business. Um, we mark, we do a lot of marketing um, on obviously our social media platforms, on our database. Um, we put a lot of uh, time into marketing as well. And then when people give us the opportunity to, to, to listen to us and our level of experience and what we do and how long we've been doing it, it's, it's not that hard. If, if there's someone serious about it and they're looking for a hassle-free, hands-free real estate investment, real estate investing, it's exactly what we offer with 95, 100% return on, on investment. It's, it's really not that hard for us to, to have a waiting list, if you will, of people that are ready to go. Mm. I love seeing your uh, whiteboard when I walk into your office and it's just people with uh, their criteria, but no properties, right? Inventory is a huge issue right now. Right but now, yeah, more of a challenge with inventory than, than properties. So, sorry, with Jay, more of a challenge with properties than with Jay, joint venture partners. We have several people good to go, but I don't have anything right now that, um, that I could pitch them. And there's one thing about myself and I tell everybody we work with, even even properties I sold that first year when I sold 52 houses, I'll never ever sell them something that I wouldn't buy myself. Whether we're going to JV or not, I'm not I'm not that kind of guy that's going to just think of okay, let's just get this done and get my commission. Mm-hmm. You know, if the property is uh, if the property doesn't make sense and the numbers don't make sense, I'll be honest with the person and say, you know what, I know you like this. Personally, I wouldn't buy it. You want to buy it? Go ahead. For me, I wouldn't buy it. Like Mike showed me a property on whatever street that was up here, Rutherford. Yeah. Came back single fan. Mm-hmm. And then we had to assume the tenants and all this jazz. And I was like, no, like, you know, we have a JV ready to go. But like I told the JV, you know, honestly, it no, it's I'm not interested. And if I'm not interested, you shouldn't be interested because I've done this so many times to be able to say, that's a good one or that's a bad deal. Don't, I'm not interested in that deal. Yeah. Well, so, and you pride yourself on getting the return, right? Your name is on the line. The company's name is on the line to get that return. Right. It's really important. I mean, there's other people out there, like, you know, somebody I know sold that property to an investor. You know, for me, morally, I, not my cup of tea, man. Like, I'd rather wait for a better property to show up and sell to an investor, even if I'm not joint venturing, where I know there's, you know, two years down the road, this investor is not going to have issues with this property. Whereas let's just sell it. Who cares? And, you know, but each to his own. No, but that's how you build the credibility that you guys have so far, right? People know, like, and trust you, and that's why they want to work with you. If you were just selling them shitholes left, right, and center, then I don't think anyone would be coming back and working with you over again. And it's the shithole. It's not only that, but it's, you know, a lot of new investors don't realize 
the, the parameters or the consequences of buying a single family home with four units in it. That's coming tentative with, you know, let's just say very undesirable people. That's a huge commitment. And unless you know what you're doing and you've been around the block, like I've been around the block, morally, I couldn't do that because I know when that guy takes possession and if the city comes knocking on that door six months from now, that buyer, he's absolutely, lack of a better word, screwed. So I'm not going to do that to somebody personally. It's not, it's not worth my time. Not for one deal. No. Mm -hmm. The universe was, uh, was protecting that buyer, by the way, that deal never closed. So you don't know about them. But the, but the agent that was pushing that deal and got their clients to go on it, that's a whole other story, but each to his own, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Amazing. Um, love this conversation so far. Um, one thing I wanted to ask the both of you um, within Keller Williams and even in some literature, like some of the books that we read, they talk about your big why. Um, what is your big why's? Like, why do you do what you do every single day? What keeps you motivated? Adrian, why are you so passionate about real estate? Why? He's why? Mr. Cashflow. Why? Why? Did, did you why? see that video? Let's try the idea. Remember that video I posted on Instagram last week? It was the blooper one where Jen was going off. Remember, stop laughing. You saw that, right, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. Why are you so passionate, Adrian? Why? Tell us. Uh, why? I love real estate. Um, I love building an empire. I love, um, I love houses i love i like i really 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 love what i do and i don't know if this is sounds bad but i'm going to say it anyway because i'm being honest i love money so put all those things together um real estate investing is very lucrative if you're in for the long term i don't flip I buy and I hold forever. And ultimately, you know, building a multi-million dollar portfolio, I love it. So that's why. Jen just loves it because she likes giving me a hard time every day and pushing yeah. me to close deals. Yeah, so I love bugging Adrian. That's my why. Um, Perfect. But I really, I, Adrian touched on it earlier, you know, when you're doing something that you really enjoy doing, it doesn't feel like work. So coming into the office or like on a day to day, like it's exciting to be able to get out of the bed and be excited about work. Like, yeah, I've got this deal going on or, or just like the negotiations. It's pretty exciting. And they say when you are doing something you love, the money just comes. And that's kind of how it is. You know, you're just cranking out the deals. You're loving what you're doing and your bank account is growing because you're doing something that you love. And people know that you love it too. And I think you gravitate where people gravitate to you when they know that you love your job and you're, and you're good at it. For sure. What's the, um, what's the name of the uh, podcast? Sales Beast. Sales beast. Yeah. You, you think you should know that? Yeah, like it said it in the calendar and right. So. 
<laughs> I want to put it on, uh, I want to post it on my social media. Yeah, hundred percent. So have you ever calculated, um, how much everything you own will be worth in like 30 years when it's paid off? No, no, I honestly, uh, a guy that loves that. money should do that. I used to keep track, but I, I just did the math. So you take your 50 houses, assuming they're each worth about seven to seven fifty today, 5% appreciation, which is low in Hamilton over 25 years, $126 million. Wow. Who wants to partner up? Don't forget about me then. 126 million. And I have one daughter, one child, and two dogs and one wife. Mm -hmm. So can you Hopefully you only have one wife. (laughs) Exactly. One wife and remains that way. Uh, So can you imagine, like, and this is what I'm trying to get at, generational wealth for you and your family. Can you imagine... If, you know, for example, you have a son now, Mike, and Jen has a son, Anna, you're going to have children, I imagine, one day. I have a fur baby. You have a fur baby. So ultimately, like, the wealth you can leave your children, even if you have five properties, even two properties, like, and you just let it grow, it's, it really is a no-brainer. So I think that's your big why, right? Your family providing for them and making sure that your daughter has a future that she doesn't have to worry about. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, right now, but I, I commend my daughter. She's, um, <clears throat> she's 19, 19 turn, turning 20. Uh, she's going into her third year university. She's studying psychology. You know, I told her come work for us essentially and learn the business ultimately take over the business. And my daughter said, I appreciate that dad, but I want one, I want a university degree. And two, she said, I want to make it on my own. So at least I want to, I want to try making it on my own, however that looks, but the kid, the kid, I got to commend her for that part. She's not just like, I'm going to fend off, feed off dad for the rest of my life. She's actually come out and saying, I want to make it on my own. So ultimately she has a job here, you know, if she wants it, but she, she, her goal is to uh, get into psychology and get her masters and whatnot. Um, So we'll see where that goes. The way I always think about it when I look to my parents and everything that they've provided me, like my whole life, I'm sure your daughter is probably thinking the same way. It's like, well, my parents got me to this level. Now it's up to me to get to the next level. Like, as, as far as I can go, just they've given me that one leg up, right? Absolutely. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, um, and another thing that I just wanted to t- quickly touch on is at the end of every episode, we ask our guests, who do you know that we should know that we should have on this podcast? So who are some of the people that you think would be a good fit that are sales beasts themselves that would be interesting to talk to? Um, <laughs> Jen's very right now. I'm like, what? I don't know. I have a lot of respect for um, a colleague of mine, uh, Alex Powell. Um, he is a real estate investor. He's a real estate agent. Um, he left a very um, comfy uh, 
job on a team, the Knighton team, when he was working for Chris Knighton and uh, he was his number one listing agent. And uh, you know what? He, I got a lot of respect for him. Uh, he left on good terms and basically wanted to start his own team and um, build his own brand and whatnot. And um, he did that. And things from what I understand are going really well. It's called PAL Property Solutions. And uh, he does really well. He works with JVs and different investors and whatnot. So I guess directly or indirectly, he's competition. But I think he's, he's a great guy. He's a great business person. He's very uh, respectable. And um, I think he would definitely, uh, he's built up a very decent portfolio and quite a few JVs as well. A lot of experience in that regard. So yeah, I would, I would recommend um, you guys to, to host him one day. I have one. Yeah. Danielle Connolly. I love her. Yeah, you, you need to get her on. She She's amazing. She's got such a good soul. She's such a sweet person. And when it comes to getting a deal done, that girl is on your side. <laughs> so I think that in the real estate world, um, everyone adores her. So she, And that girl works like a dog. Awesome. Mike, did you have any last questions? I just want to plug their social media after at the end. No, that's good for me. Thank you uh, both so much for your time. Yeah, thank you guys so much. It's been a pleasure. Um, in order to follow Adrian and Jen's journey, just make sure you tune into Executive Properties Capital on Facebook, Instagram, or follow either of them on their personal pages. They always post a lot of amazing content, uh, valuable things to keep everyone educated.